everyone, and welcome back to uh, another edition of the, the Border Mouth podcast. Today, it's our pleasure to be speaking with Ruben Minsky, Ruben's founder, chairman, and CEO of the ProCaps Group. ProCaps is going public via Union Acquisition Corp 2. We also have Kyle Bransfield, who's the CEO of that SPAC, joining us today. Uh, ProCaps and Union have a, a shareholder vote scheduled uh, for next week, September 22nd. Ruben, Kyle, thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us, David. To, to kick things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about the ProCaps Group, you know, an overview of the business and, you know, the, the quick history, if you will. Great. So our company was founded by my family back in 1977. We like to think of it as a 44-year-old, uh, very young entrepreneurial spirit all, all, all over it. Uh, we are a healthcare pharmaceutical company in the region. We are the largest uh, CDMO, that's the contract manufacturing organization in LATAM. And, and uh, we have, we are top three globally in terms of social gelatin capsule production. Six manufacturing sites, uh, the first FDA approved facility in, in, La in Latin America for the US market. More than 5,000 of, of, uh, of our extended family are part of our organization. And we sell our product services to more than 50 countries uh, worldwide, very inclined into innovation, uh, patents, our own patents, 34 patents, uh, around 50 more coming, and very vertically and horizontally integrated. Our revenue this year, uh, David, is, is going to be around 400 million uh, with a, an elevated tau of 105. Right. So thank you for that. So you say you're a 45 year old company. Why is now the right time to go public? So what was going into your decision making process to, to, to choose now as the time to enter the public markets? Okay, that's a great question. For the last few years, we have always had in, in our mind that for 2023, 2024, we were going to go public. It was an important issue for us. We felt that we had much more to offer to the world than what we have we're been doing with restricted uh, public uh, funding from banks and, and uh, other organizations. So what we decided uh, at that time is that we will construct everything uh, along the ways of 2023. But what happened is that we really felt last year that we were very alienated, resources, uh, pipeline, a huge amount of talent. Uh, and, and we felt that it was a right, the right moment to try to jump uh, into the possibility of, of being a public company. And we, we, we saw the whole SPAC space. We were extremely lucky to find uh, the Union Acquisitions Group and, and Kyle and Dan, and they were, they were fantastic. We, we have had a great ride with them, and uh, we're extremely happy uh, that we took that decision right now. That's great. And so, you know, let's talk about the SPAC for, for, for a second. You know, ProCaps is not what you would say um, some of the, the, the SPAC trends out there. You know, you're not an electric car maker. You're not a pre-revenue, pre-product, um, you know, crazy pie-in-the-sky company. You're a real established 40-year-old company with, with real EBITDA. Can you talk about the decision to go the SPAC route via other capital markets transaction or, or, or traditional IPO? What, what, what sort of drove you to, 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 the, SPAC, to the SPAC decision? Well, SPAC, SPAC gave us a great amount of uh, pos uh, positive uh, alternatives. Uh, the most important one, of course, was the fast track, things that we can say 
that we wouldn't be able to say otherwise in, in an IPO. Uh, and, and, and yes, uh, if you compare us with other uh, SPACs uh, out there in the market, definitely uh, our union it's a, it comes on board with, uh, with a, an important revenue, with a long history of, of success of, of revenues. So it is quite a differentiating factor between us and other SPACs in the marketplace. Right. And then the, the decision to, to go with union, can you talk a little bit about what was attractive from, from union's perspective, maybe their SPAC history had, had a part to do with it? Absolutely. Well, we found the, the, the union had, to, of course, the, the leadership they had were impeccable was is impeccable. Uh, I think that also they have great experience, not only just in the SPAC world, but also in South America. They were very keen and very oriented to South America, which it takes a very important frame of mind to, 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 to think of the great potential that South America has and all the emerging markets have as far as growth is concerned. So we found great chemistry. We are extremely happy. We have found them to come, uh, they have taken us by the hand in many of the situations there, which, which uh, in all honesty, we didn't know about uh, regarding the whole SPAC process. And we're extremely happy. We made the fantastic, uh, good decision. Great. And, uh, and Kyle, maybe this is a, a question for you. Um, you know, given this is, you know, the, the second go around for, for you guys, um, you know, what, what drove you towards ProCaps, um, you know, Anything that you learned from from transaction one, you know that that's helping you in, in, in transaction number two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything from transaction <laughs> one uh, has been helpful for the playbook of transaction two. Uh, I'd say there's some commonality. Um, you know, number one, uh, what we saw in uh, in Procaps is a um, a business that has integrity uh, that has longstanding relationships with companies like Pfizer. Uh, Abbott, Bayer, uh, Glaxo, um, and and that means something uh, to us. They have multi-year contracts. They have managed quite well their FX exposure, which in the emerging markets is something that we are keenly focused on. Um, sustainability and the focus on the human side of, of business is is actually very important to us. It's a common theme. BioSeries is focused on global problems. Uh, solving how we feed a massively growing population. Ruben and his team from the get-go have, have been focused on how do they improve the quality of care and the quality of life of not only South Americans, but the 50 other countries they serve around the world, including developed countries. Um, it's an area that has shown we've shown a quite a, a bright spotlight given COVID, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, tactics, yeah, um, you know, we went the pipe route this time. There's a reason we did not go a pipe route with BO Series. BO Series now trading 30, 40% up on average. Um, we will uh, be in a position with this company, I think, to attract some of the leading private businesses to join us in M&A. And that's in the developing world and the developed world. Um, you know, just engaging with folks like yourself is something that we've been focused on. PR is the name of the game in terms of getting the message out, especially in today's SPAC market. Um, retail individuals, institutions, they need to understand what we're doing. And we're trying to do that in a better way this time than we did the last time. Right, right. Totally agree. And, you know, it brings me to another question. Um, obviously, 
you know, your, your stock is, is trading above 10, but given how a lot of these merger votes have been going recently, um, namely high redemptions, how, how, are you, how are you in the company thinking about capitalization going forward in the event that you, you, you would see higher than expected redemptions maybe? Yeah, totally, David. I'm uh, just uh, tackle the elephant in the room. Uh, we are in a very high redemption environment for SPACs. Uh, that's just something that's out of the control of myself and Ruben. Um, having said that, we have a pipe that is delivering $100 million of capital and the pipe is different in its complexion. Our pipe is fundamental, long only, and I'm sure folks have said this to you, but actually we do not have anyone uh, any technical investors. We don't have any uh, trading uh, investors. We have LATAM focused, healthcare oriented investors in our pipe. They've also uh, been very active in supporting, uh, or I expect them to be very active in supporting the stock post-closing. Um, this is a business that's been uh, well tracked by investors before we even showed up on the screen. So there's a lot of interest, um, you know, in a high redemption environment, uh, we're prepared for that. And um, I don't think we're gonna, we're gonna be there. I think, I think we're going to deliver something normal to the business. Um, you'll also notice that um, Ruben very intelligently uh, organized the debt side of his capital structure before the close. And um, this business only levered uh, 2.6 times um, and it's, uh, it's growing substantially. So um, look, we're gonna deliver the maximum amount of capital that we can from our trust account. And we're going to uh, use the public markets, uh, it, which is one of the reasons Ruben uh, is attracted to it, to bring in the capital that is needed to deliver and continue to grow the business. Right. Um, thank you for that. And, and was that debt offering um, strictly a, a refinancing? It was. Um, it's, I think the point there is if you look at the individuals or the institutions that are behind it, they're pretty big boys and they're very well-known guys. I mean, Prudential, uh, the insurance companies, uh, these are people that want to deploy more than 115 million bucks on the, on the, on the cover of the offering. And um, I suspect there's many more uh, that will come along uh, in the event right. that we find an interesting M&A, uh, uh, which is a big part of our, our strategy. Right, right. Um, and when you talk about the pipe shareholders, are any of the pipe shareholders that, that, that you say are long-term shareholders, or were they previous investors in the company or are they all new investors in the company? The, 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 the pipe holders, it is, it, this is a very important question, David. What we have is we, in our board uh, and in our shareholder position, uh, our, uh, we have Alejandro Weinstein. He's, a, he's, the, he's a, in charge of the, he's a chairman of our M&A committee. And he used to, he, he was the former CEO of CFR Pharmaceuticals, which was a very successful company in the region, in, was, is from Chilean origin. And they later on, they, they, they built the company through m and acquisitions and many other very astute movements. And they finally sold the company to Abbott for almost $3 billion. So he's, he's very much... Uh, involved in this and many of many people that are also in the pipeline knew us from the past but also knew Alejandro and uh, and they were important uh, uh, investors now in the pipe that we, we have the pleasure of having with us now great um, and so can you help us think about the valuation so struck at 1.1 billion if I'm an investor how, how should I think about that valuation context and maybe relative to, to, to some of your peers in the market? 
Okay, we, we feel that uh, what we did, is, uh, we decided this uh, uh, on purpose is that we wanted to put a share value, very small, very low number, very attractive uh, is, is 10.75. Uh, all the companies that you see, not only from the Latin business, but also worldwide in the pharma business and in the CDMO business, and go from uh, either from maybe 13, 14 to up to uh, 2022 mm -hmm. uh, times uh, EBITDA. So we feel that we have we have a great we have made a main effort to to bring on uh, important investors for the long term uh, by by putting such an attractive uh, multiple. Right. Um, Great. David, if I could and, just um, piggyback on that, um, you know, I just point to one specific comp. I would say Blau Pharmaceuticals. This is a company that um, we have been, uh, we know, we've been, Union has been close with. And that's been one of the most successful Brazilian IPOs um, out of all industries uh, of, of late. And in healthcare, it's a shining star. Uh, that valuation is a substantial gap from what we are starting from. And we think that that's how you design a attractive deal um, to grow into the market in addition to not taking any secondary to the primary uh, drivers of value here. Ruben and the team, the family, no one's taken any cash out. Their cash will come when the stock rises and everybody else makes money. Right, right. Uh, that's some of your public company experience uh, working in your favor there. <laughs> um, can you talk about growth? Growth prospects for for Procaps is uh, M and A uh, organic growth, or can you can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, from 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 the organic side, we have a huge pipeline, a very important pipeline, and we have important rollouts and expansion into new geographies and new therapeutic areas in the business. So we do expect, organically speaking, to in five years' time, to be a one billion dollar company. Uh, we have no uh, questions about it. We feel that the, the space is there uh, for us to grow. Uh, we're going to have the higher teams growth uh, in years to come for the next few years. We have through, through the vision that we have of the, of the pipeline and the territory. We are absolutely convinced of that. In addition to that, we also have the inorganic growth. And in that, uh, our M&A is quite ambitious. We, led by Alejandro Weinstein. Uh, we are looking into different businesses. We're very busy. We have been doing that for the last eight months or so. And uh, there are great opportunities for, for us to capitalize on. Great. Um, and so not, not to be negative, but what, what, were, what would some obstacles be um, you know, that might stand in the way of you know, maybe hitting some of your targets? Well, most of the time, you know, the, the, the pharma business as such is, is a very, uh, is very, has very low permeability in the in social issues and everything, because of course, governments and, and the people, of course, uh, health is number one priority and for governments, especially in the region, the, there is, that's a non-negotiable item. They want to have the cover to cover more and more of the social medicine system. Uh, for, for the benefit of the inhabitants of the countries. Uh, so we, we, uh, we don't foresee really any major situations that will uh, uh, obstruct us from, from this growth. Uh, actually, it's the other way around. We feel that there is a great wind in our favor uh, as, as, as the, the, in general, the region is growing at a much faster rate in the pharma business than the worldwide growth. As the aging population comes on board, 
there will be great spaces for us to grow further than even what expected. You know, once again, we are very much keen into, and we have been taught by our friends at Union that to be to under promise and over deliver in years to come. Uh, that's sage advice. Um, you know, so and also in some of these back transactions, you know, a lot of the bad rap that you know sponsors are getting, or you know, they're, they're in it for for more transactional reasons, and you know, maybe they they do the transaction and then they go away. How is Union? I see that you guys are joining the board. Are you intending to be a you know a long term partner of of Procast? Um, without a doubt. I mean, uh, every SPAC has a little bit of a different approach, and um, you know, to your point earlier about um, being attracted to or using the vehicle for late stage venture sort of um, high growth, hyper growth really um, businesses. Uh, we are uh, high growth with thirty five percent year over year. Uh, revenue growth in LATAM. Um, hyper growth, okay, um, is an area that we're, we, we are aware of. LATAM is, uh, has some really interesting targets. Um, however, uh, what, what we do is um, we can add value to businesses like Ruben. Our DNA is fundamental, fundamental investing for the most part. Um, and uh, if you look at Bio Series, uh, uh, you know I sit, sit on that board. I'm on three, three of the three committees. Um, we have helped by way of M and A. We have used our own balance sheet, my, my own capital, and my partners Juan Sartori, who was a sitting senator in Uruguay. Um, when Macri lost to, uh, the election, we had a debt financing in place, and we stepped in when when that went sideways, and we provided. Uh, a $15 million loan uh, to the company, uh, subordinated and in a blink of an eye in order to allow the business to continue to grow. Um, we we bring governance expertise. You know, the folks around the table include guys like and gals like Dan Mudd and Farah Remtaloff. Dan was CEO of Fortress, CEO of Fannie Mae. The, these are individuals steeped in, in public company governance. And I don't mean that in, in terms of Ruben needs help getting his shop in order. No, no, no. It's it's all about Sarbanes-Oxley. It's about, um, you know, uh, really uh, uh, taking that step to being a public company. And we're here to help. We're here to, to help him in the long term. I would own this stock forever if I could. Right. Um, and again, a little more on the, you know, the, the transitioning from, from, from private to public. Um, obviously, you, you have a lot of experience there. Um, you know, how have how have you helped Ruben and, and, and the company prepare? Because um, it's obviously a much different construct, you know, once you're once you're in the public. Right? Absolutely. Um, so um, in a few different ways. I mean, number one, it's already started. If you look at our PR, um, what we're what we're doing in our role right now, pre-transaction, is really trying to prep the company for um, what the public uh, wants to see. Number one, but more importantly, what they need, and you need for to run an M and A campaign. Uh, you, you need some folks that are experienced in M&A. Yes, my team can do that. But what we want to do is build the long-term team that can continue that campaign uh, with or without us. And we've done that. Uh, Ruben attracted and Alejandro Weinstein, um, who we can't emphasize enough, the head of the M&A committee, has brought in the CFO that architected uh, most of the M&A at CFR that ultimately sold that Ruben has referenced. That is uh, a, a starting point. Number two, um, we helped bring accounting resources to the company uh, to, to start that process. Um, you know, it's an ongoing 
process with Sarbanes-Oxley and, and reporting and automating systems. I mean, this company has 5,000 employees, right? You, you've got to integrate, you've got to orient, you've got to educate them on things like insider trading. Um, all of that has been started and we're going to continue that, uh, you know, going forward. Right. Great. Um, and then, you know, on union, right? So you, you one successful transaction, another in the works. Uh, will we see a third? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we have a couple of vehicles uh, that we're working on. And, uh, you know, this this uh, SPAC market is, is not overly strong. But, uh, yeah, we're here to stay. Uh, we're global. Uh, you know, we're, we're it's one thing that I'm very proud of. You know, our team members are everywhere from Saudi Arabia to the UK to Canada to the U.S., to Uruguay, to Brazil. So, um, you know, I think what you'll see from us is vehicles that absolutely focus on um, companies like Procaps. We're here to stay in LATAM. Um, I think you'll see us spread our wings a little bit and um, maybe uh, uh, go after some global targets, particularly in Europe, where we see interesting opportunities. Um, in no way do we want to be like everybody else. I mean, the, the very beginning of Union was, let's do a SPAC, but let's be different. 97% at the time of our first IPO, 97% of SPACs were focused on North American targets. I don't want to be swimming in that pond. 97% focused on North America and very broad and you know, sometimes don't, don't stick to their um, stated targets, yeah. in, <laughs> if you'd say. That's right. Um, great. Well, guys, th thanks again. Um, anything, parting words, you know, ahead of ahead of the vote next week, you know, that that you think shareholders should know. Okay, uh, maybe from my side, uh, David is is that we we feel that there is a great space for to 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 be an investor of a great company. We have been absolutely uh, dedicated ourselves for years uh, to innovation. We're absolutely obsessed uh, with it. We have great technologies. We feel that there is a great space, not only in the, in the region for expansion, but also to be a global player in the social uh, business, social related uh, business. Uh, we have created uh, patents and everything for cost competitiveness that allow us to think big uh, in this region. And uh, what we need now is, is long-term investors that believe in us uh, and we will absolutely comply with our promises. So uh, thank you so much for having us. Excellent. And the only thing I'd add, David, is uh, while we were sitting here conducting this interview, 1.5 million shares have traded at a, an all-time high of 1018. So let's go. Cool. Uh, Kyle, Ruben, thanks again so much for your time. Best of luck in the in the transaction and and pro caps going Thanks forward. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Thank you, David.